Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life due to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Flowing his way onto the show to join us today is a man who truly embodies the flow in each aspect of his life. He is a lover of all things moving, having encompassed practices such as animal flow and capoeira, among many others, into his unique movement style, and is the CEO of The Strength Side, a company dedicated to bringing together movement and personal development to create a truly well-balanced and sustainable model for individuals to explore what it means to be the full expression of a human being. Please help me in welcoming my man, Josh Hash, onto the show. Sup, Josh? Brian, dude, can I use that intro as some uh, <laughs> as some copy? <laughs> yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir. It's all yours. <laughs> use it on anything you want. <laughs> I would be honored. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> I, I truly appreciate that intro, and uh, I'm so stoked to be here. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I knew, um, like I said, you know, before we started, you know, from the first second I saw you, uh, I immediately was intrigued, uh, just because, you know, it's whenever I find another tall person, I'm always like, all right, cool. Like I'm not alone here. <laughs> and then, uh, and then yeah. I saw you, uh, hang from the stairs and like, you can ask anyone, uh, when you meet my girlfriend, you can ask her, like, I'm the biggest nerd about having a pull-up bar around so I can hang on it. So the second I saw you hang from that, from that like, you know, that, uh, embankment above the stairs, I was like, oh man, this is my guy. You know? So, <laughs> so yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I actually uh, I, I travel around and I keep a I keep like a pull up bar that I can build actually in my truck because I'm the same way. Like I gotta have somewhere to hang from uh, daily, you know. Yeah, you know it's it's always felt great to me being able to hang every day, and then like learning a lot about Aaron Alexander and his like nerding out on you know decompressing the spine and you know, just hanging every chance you get. Um, it's just been so amazing. And then Ben Greenfield's big on it too. And, um, yeah, man. So I would say that I leave it hanging up in my doorway. Um, cause that's what Aaron says, like, leave it up in your doorway. Well, I did that a couple of times and I think I still have the scars to prove that I'm too tall to walk through the door with the pull-up bar. Hanging there. Uh, it happened to me like three times, and I was like, "All right, this is a hard stop. You can never leave the pull-up bar up again." <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it was funny, Dude, it's, man. It's, it's tough for us tall guys. I mean, like most people don't understand that we have to hang and lift up our legs so much all the time. So whenever I can find like monkey bars that I can actually dangle my feet, I'm so stoked. I'm oh, like, yeah. dude, I'm going to move into the park. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to stay. You know, it reminds yeah. me of um, one of the one of my funniest memories of Colorado was, you know, it was during one of our, like, you know, free play times. And uh, I saw Chris standing all noble like he does on the uh, on the picnic bench outside where we ate uh, dinner and stuff. And um, Jared was across from him. So I was like, oh, what are these guys talking about? So I went over to talk to him. And Chris was like, he was like looking at me and Jared. He's like, I feel like you guys now because he was like a little bit taller than us. And I was like, nah, look behind you. And I, there was like a beam, like eye level with him. Like, you got to hit your head off that a couple more times and then you'll feel like us. <laughs> yeah, so. That's true, man. <laughs> uh, so you know josh my man i'd love it if we could start by having you share a bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I started as a personal trainer after college. I played some sports in college and, you know, I didn't know where I was, where I was supposed to go besides, Oh, okay. Well, personal trainer, I played sports. Um, <laughs> so I started training people. I get it. I got into strength training and, um, what really changed my path or, or, or rather put me on uh, the path that I'm on now is uh, I, I took a trip out of the country. I went to, I went to Costa Rica. It was my first time leaving the country. Mm-hmm. And I, I just fell in love with this, with, with everything. I fell in love with the country of Costa Rica. I fell in love with like the art of traveling um, and I had this big realization where, where I'm hanging around with all these really cool people, these travelers. And I was like, man, I was like, I'm kind of boring. You know, I was like, <laughs> I was like all I can really talk about is my personal training shit. Like, mm. oh, the, this muscle and this activation and da, 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 da. And like that experience really just uh, turned me in a direction of, I want to get into like, some different things. And I also want to be able to, um, travel and be location independent. Mm. So it totally changed the way I was training my body because I was like, I want to be, I want to be less restricted by the equipment that I have around. I want to be able to like be strong and work out and be mobile, like with nothing, you know? And that uh, obviously like we know that training the body affects your mind as well. So when I started training differently and like, um, using like techniques that weren't so common to me, I started thinking differently too. And, and, and my mind started to expand and I started like exploring, uh, just different types of, uh, modalities and yeah, it t- totally changed my lifestyle. Now I do everything pretty much body weight based. Um, and, and yeah, now, now, uh, my business is online and, and I, I've been traveling for the last three years and, um, and it's, 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 it's a good lifestyle. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love that, man. And, you know, <laughs> that was one of the other, uh, many, one of the many things we shared in common was our, you know, our wanting and our passion for being location independent. And, you know, this is something that I just really realized this year. Um, and, you know, I've always had a call to adventure um, and I've always loved adventuring and I've done quite a bit of it, but I'd always have to go back to a certain place out of necessity for like the job I was working. Right. And so in becoming location independent, like we were talking about before, like we're both going to Mexico, like we just can, you know, and it's just, you know, that's how I, that's how I share people. Cause you know, I was talking to someone recently like, Oh, what do you not want to have a home? And it's like, no, that's not it. It's just that like, I want to have the freedom that if I decide, you know what, it's Wednesday, especially in the winter here in Boston. Um, I'd rather be somewhere else. I could go do that. You know, like that freedom, <laughs> yeah. you know, is just a basic human like right and, and want, you know, I feel. Um, so on the subject of adventuring, what's the coolest place you've adventured, uh, as of late? Ooh, uh, I missed that last part. Did you say what's the, the coolest place that I've been to? Yeah. Like, uh, like, you know, in total, I guess. And also in the past year. Mm, well, I fell in love with Peru. 
Mm. Uh, Peru just had this energy about it that was uh, just so, hmm, like the indigenous energy, you know, of just like, wow, like there was so much intelligence here um, so long ago, you know, and you can really feel it there. And, uh, yeah, I got to spend a couple months there and I, I, I just really, really fell in love with it. And I love that there's, you know, I spent some time in Lima on the coast with beautiful beaches and then time in the mountains, um, in the sacred Valley. And then also there's the jungle right there too, you know, so it's like, <laughs> take your pick of what you want to get into. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude. And then more recently I spent time in Moab, Utah, and it was like, blew my mind how, um, how cool the desert is there. These rock formations is just like, I've spent most of my life, um, more so on the coast, more so in green forests, And I just really fell in love with the beauty of the desert and like that dryness. And, um, and yeah, that, that was cool because I really like it when I think I'm a certain way and then, you know, I'm like, Oh, I like, I like redwoods. You know, I love the redwood forest. That's who I am. I love rivers. And then I'm like, Whoa, actually (laughs) I think I could like really get down with this place, you know? So that was awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Ben joy during our episode and, we were talking about how like during COVID, you know, people were like, oh, it stinks. We can't travel out of the country, you know, like that much anyway to that many places. And he was like, yeah, but like, do you realize how many amazing places are right here in the U.S.? You know, and he he was like, he mentioned he's like, like Utah, it's another fucking planet over there. Like, you know, it just it doesn't even look real, you know. And so it was funny you brought that up, too. <laughs> Dude, so. I completely agree. And, and I, I had to go to Europe uh, right when COVID hit and. Um, you know, I was bummed that I kind of go, but it was a blessing because I've got to explore the U.S. And like, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's all these places I haven't been before. And, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel really lucky to have had this experience. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you know, it's funny. It's something I noticed with all the coaches specifically that I work with, um, and that, you know, I know, um, that, you know, all, all of us are just feeling the same way of like, man, quarantine's been the best, you know, like, uh, <laughs> and I know for me, it's given me a lot of time to reflect inward and ask myself some hard questions, uh, that normally my social creature self just doesn't have, you know, quote unquote, the time to ask myself because I like to be so go, go, go. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, speaking about, um, things that we love to do, um, I was really interested in your capoeira, you know, I hope I'm pronouncing that right too. Um, but you know, your, your love for capoeira and your, um, you know, your ability to infuse it into your other movement practices, what got you started in that? Yeah. Um, I stumbled upon uh, some internet videos of people doing capoeira, and I was like, wow, this is, to me, this is like one of the pinnacle, um, like, performances of the body, you know? Like, these people are moving in these incredible ways, and it's so graceful. And and that's essentially, you know, there's a big part to capoeira that's acrobatic and everything, but what 
I fell in love with is just like the rhythmicality of it and just the style and the flow. And uh, it's just something that I was very drawn to. So yeah, man, this was like during that part of my life where I was very attached to who I thought I was and what I did. And I lifted heavy weights in the gym and, and, um, but it was around this time where I was having these different experiences of my first time kind of dabbling in psychedelics and whatnot. And, mm. uh, that image of myself was changing and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to do a couple more other class. And I went and it was very humbling and it like, but it, but I, but I loved it at the same time. And, um, I committed to it. I was like, I'm going to do this for a year. Um, and I did it for a year and man, like, it's just, it, 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 like I, you know, a year is not very long to be practicing something, but I fell in love with it so much. And, um, I still get to practice it, you know, because I work with a coach who, who, um, who programs like some of the moves for me. Mm. I unfortunately don't get to train like with a school because I'm traveling around so much, yeah. but, um, it's something that's always there for me. And it's something that, has really given me so much. It, it gave me like, uh, it gave me the risk, like, you know, I can dance you know? yeah. and before that, <laughs> before that I had, I, I was, had lost touch with, um, that rhythmicality, that, that part of me that, that is inside of me, but I just didn't know it was there and, and couple would have brought that back. For me. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. And, you know, it's cool because I know a couple other people that I grew up with that do that. And, um, yeah, I remember the first time seeing the move at a party. I was like, you know, it was like uh, the high school dance scene. We were on the outskirts of the uh, dance floor. Like, I'm not going to be the first one to dance. And these guys are just ripping it up. And I'm like, well, now I'm definitely not going out there to dance. (laughs) And, you know, uh, there's there's something I wanted to bring you back to as well because um, I really feel like it's worth, um, you know, really diving into, which is – the image of you that you had in your head, right, where you were lifting heavy and you were, you know, that certain type of person was changing, right? And, you know, I feel like for many people right now, the image they had of themselves has changed since 2020 has started, right? So, you know, can you talk a little bit about, you know, having faith, right? Because really, I assume what it took to go through that journey and come out the other side was just a trust in yourself, a trust in your heart, right? And so I'd love to hear a little bit about um, what that process looked like of transitioning from a typical weight trainer who was lifting heavy into more of like the flow, the capoeira, being more in touch with your body, in touch with your, you know, your soul. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of men specifically listening to this right now need to hear this <laughs> specifically because a lot of people are, you know, still doing the no pain, no gain mentality in the gym. And um, yeah, I feel like this would be really valuable for them. Absolutely, man. Thanks. Like, this is a great question. Thanks for, um, for bringing us back here. Um, it, it, uh, it takes a lot of courage to go against, uh, that image that, that you hold for yourself. Right. I mean, that's who is, that's who, that's how you've learned to get love from the world. That's how you learn to get validation from the world. Um, but what I, what I slowly learned was that this was a, a story that I had built up based on that, based on getting validation. And it 
started to not serve me so so positively, you know, and the 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 experiences that I started to have of, um, you know, I would I would get these very sparingly, like uh, going to music festivals or going on a backpacking trip. I I get to this point where like the true authentic me would come out a little bit, and it felt very it felt very joyful. It felt very real. Um, and that's because like I was in a container, say a music festival where every, like it's all love, right? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. And you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're safe to be yourself. Mm. Um, and, but, but then, you know, a few days later, you know, you're back and it's hard to hold on to that because everything is being reflected back to you of, of who you shown people that you are. Um, so ultimately I found that those experiences made me the happiest and those really truly made me feel very good. And I wanted to keep tapping back into that. So it just took courage to say, Hey man, like what does my body feel like doing today? It doesn't feel like squatting heavy again. (laughs) Maybe it feels like going to the park and like crawling around on the ground, you know? And, and uh, one thing that's really interesting is like my movement has you know become so much so much better like so much um, more graceful and everything. But the feeling that I get when I move is still the same feeling as when my movie when my movement was very clunky and when uh, I was like very stiff in my body. Like to move is very joyous and, and it feels good when you can move and play around. Like that's why we do it when we're kids. Um, so it doesn't. The, the only thing that that clunkiness, like the only thing in the way is your ego saying, oh, this doesn't look good, so I shouldn't do it. But really, if you tap into how you're feeling and the sensations, oh, man, like you can discover so much about yourself. Yeah, it's, you know, I found that in my own journey as well. And, uh, you know, really, even as of late, just switching around my movement styles a lot and doing a lot more mobility stuff and uh, bike riding a lot and just like crawling a lot um and getting animal (laughs) flow and move nat and you know it's just been it's been such an incredible journey um and it's been very humbling um as you said you know to rediscover how people will validate you and to change those stories about how they validate you already and then i mean subsequently to realize that you know we all need to validate ourselves, right? Or that story will keep playing out in every area of our life, right? We'll keep looking for that validation in other ways. Um, you know, it takes a lot of self-discipline, you know? And speaking of self-discipline, you know, fitness, as we both know, you know, helps cultivate self-discipline. And it has, in my case, and I'm sure in yours as well, um, you know, and it's been extremely useful throughout my life ever since. Um, what are your thoughts on self-discipline and its role in allowing us to achieve our goals in life? Yeah, well, I completely agree with you. Um, and I think that there's a, a beautiful relationship between uh, discipline and between um, being free. And uh, I, I think like being able to control something gives you more freedom to play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's an it's interesting paradox when you, when you really think about it. Um, but you know, the only reason I am like successful in, in what I'm doing now is because I, I just 
I had the discipline to just keep showing up and to keep doing it. And there's no other way that I would have been able to um, like grow my YouTube channel to where it is if I would have been inconsistent. And I see that that's where a lot of people miss is they just don't have the discipline to just keep doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and I, uh, yeah. I, I share that a lot with people. Um, it, it, because people come to me and they ask for advice about building a brand or whatever. And, um, and I like, I'm always just like, just do it, like just start and then just commit to doing it once a week or whatever your schedule is going to be commit to that. And, and the more that you're there for people, the more that you're just there developing yourself, like, Oh man, you're going to have success. You know, sometimes I, I think about myself, like I, I I'm, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm um, dissing myself, but there are people that are more skilled than me. There are people that are more intelligent than me, but I was there. I did the thing. And that's, that's, that's essentially how I've got to, to where I am now. Um, so it's such a dude, it's such, like just this discipline, you know, it can, like we said, like the language thing, like it can come off of like, Oh, that means like so much work or whatever. But really, it just means like trusting in yourself that um, that you can show up and you can keep showing up. Yeah. I love that you went to uh, what we were talking about, the language, too, because I was going to bring that up. And for the audience listening, like, you know, I know how you feel when you hear the word self-discipline, right? Because Josh and I were just talking about that before we went on the air about how, you know, these words like effort and self-discipline, they've come to mean things for most people that are not really, you know, uh, the actual meaning of what they're supposed to mean, right? So I know for me, like when I used to hear self-discipline, what it basically meant was like, okay, I'm just going to have to keep doing things that I don't like, right? Because somewhere along the way, I developed the story that, you know, I couldn't really do what I wanted to do because I needed to get through, let's say, X, Y, Z thing first, right? And one of the things that I've realized, and I'm curious to hear if you've realized the same thing, is that as I've actually, like, really gotten clear of my purpose and, uh, you know, accompanied messy action and just, you know, like, done the thing, right? Um now the self-discipline part is easy because it's all stuff I love. Like I get to wake up and go outside and do breath work and I get to meditate. I get to do affirmations. I get to create those affirmations. And then I get to go inside. I get to figure out how my body wants to move that day. And then I get to move. And then from there, I get to gauge, okay, what's on my calendar for the day? Oh, all stuff I love to fucking do, right? Because I wrote the calendar. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, you know, so for anyone listening who might be getting like a little weird over those words, I invite invite you to uh, stay curious as to why you might be feeling that way over those words and evaluate whether or not the thing that you're doing right now is in alignment with what you, you know, what you're meant to do and what your purpose is. Um, so I wanted to touch on that real quick, but you know, the world, I, the world these days, like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm curious, <laughs> like, did you feel that same way? Like when you used to hear self-discipline and things like that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, and that's, that's what's in mainstream media, I think is like grind, uh, self-discipline, you know, and these are all like things where you're like, have to go, uh, against the grain, grind mm-hmm. against the grain, but really you can grind with the grain, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, dude, yes. um, <laughs> when you're really in tune with, uh, with what you're doing 
and you're 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 coming back to yourself and this rela- this relates back to what we were talking about you're in tune with like what your body wants for movement stuff like this then your body craves all the things that you just mentioned right doing the breath work um saying the affirmations meditating doing cold water like my mm. body craves these things now because it makes yeah. it feel more alive and more in tune with life mm. and before like all those things were so much work for me. It was like, Oh, I gotta meditate. Yeah. You know, like because people say it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, it's so funny talking with you. Cause I, I shared that exact same story. Like for so long about meditation, like, Oh, like I have to go meditate. Right. Which whenever you hear the words have to, or got to, it's an ego thing, right? It's like you, it's you telling yourself you have to, but when you get to, right, that's something that you want to do. Right. And where does want come from? It comes from your heart, you know? And, uh, Mm. I found that to be so just, uh, intriguing in my own life. Um, and I'm sure you found the same in yours. And, you know, it's funny because yep. as we talk about meditation, right, and like mindfulness and things like that, um, it reminds me that like the world moves at lightning speed these days. And it's definitely challenging. It has been for me anyway, to slow down and stay grounded. Um, what are some of the ways in which you keep yourself grounded? I know we just talked about a couple of them, but <laughs> I'd love to dive in uh, mm-hmm. first. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, meditation is a huge one. And uh, actually, you said the words that uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Just uh, that's the main thing. People sometimes ask like, well, like, why do you meditate? What does it do for you? For me is just slow down. Like just like I have fun building my business. I have fun training my body, but those are all, those are all really expressive and all go, go, go. And it also feels good to like turn down and return internally to, to yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, medita- my meditation practice is, you know, I've been meditating for probably 10 years now, but it's just been such a like roller coaster of a ride, you know, and just doing it for so long because I thought I had to. Um, and now it's just, it, I just come to this place where like, oh, I get to meditate. I get to sit down here for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is. Um, sometimes I'll use a guided meditation. Sometimes I'll, I'll use binaural beats, you know, but, um, it's just such a good way to, to, to disconnect from what we sometimes, to what what we sometimes feel is important that may, may not be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a couple other modalities that I'll just throw out is like cold exposure. You know, I, like I mentioned, I've been traveling for the last three years. One of my favorite things to do is just be on the road and find like a cold creek or a river and just hop in there for three to five minutes and just calm my breath. And like, man, that, that is, you know, another thing that in the beginning was just so harsh, but people just kept saying it's good. So, all right, I'll, I'll keep on doing it. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now, like I said, my body just craves it and it puts me in such a grounded state. I, I really, I truly love it. Yeah. You know, cold exposure was definitely like the one for me that was uh, the hardest um, and the most challenging because, you know, I've lived in Boston my whole life. So the winters are like pretty like cold, you know, I mean, we get some pretty cold temperatures up here. And um, so, 
yeah. you know, it was about four years ago now that I started having these weird neck tension problems and stuff. And so what ended up happening was I was always a shivering mess in the winter anyway. But then when I would go into like grocery stores, I'd be bundled up and I'd be like spasming. Like literally it was, it was, it was embarrassing to say the least, you know? So, <laughs> so I decided I was like, all right, you got to figure out this cold thing, man. Right. So I started looking into cold showers and cold plunges and stuff and, you know, started with a cold shower and, uh, damn, I don't think I've ever screamed that high pitch before. Um, but now it's like, you're right. I crave it. You know, it's like, it's something I look forward to every day. And now it's like, you know, I get bummed in the summer. Cause it's like, Oh, it doesn't really get that cold anymore. You know, um, my buddy, yeah. my buddy puts together an, uh, an event called ice and iron and it's like a monthly men's meetup and we do ice baths there. He has an industrial ice maker and the grain feed tubs and everything. So we do like some nice ice baths there, but, um, nothing like, you know, he's on a main road too. So it's like, it's, it's so cool in January when like you're kicking through the ice to get into this water and there's cars beeping at you and they're probably thinking you're fucking crazy, you know? Um, it gives you more motivation, <laughs> you know? So I hear you on the, uh, the creek thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that sounds awesome, man. I hope to join you in one of those someday. Dude, you're welcome anytime, my man. Anytime. Come on up to Boston. We'll, we'll take you carry up here. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah, dude. I've never been to Boston, but I, I'm a, I was, yeah, I want to come have some clam chowder and everything. Dude, I will. Oh, man. Uh, you know what's funny? So, uh, Rachel and I were talking about how next year what we want to do is we want to invite everyone for like a big retreat um to martha's vineyard have you ever been to the vineyard before no so it's like an island off the coast of uh uh massachusetts like right off cape cod and it's just like it's just like pure vacation vibration man like the most beautiful beaches uh straight up in like the whole world um you know it has some of the prettiest beaches and uh they have like clay cliffs and everything and um you know they have like nude beaches and all this fun stuff and it's just it's a pretty wild place you know and uh it's got a lot of very native um energy there and it's just really cool a lot of the island really isn't built up so a lot of it is just like you would see it when you were off the boat in the 1600s when the pilgrims found it or whoever found it i don't know if that's true um but whoever found it originally it still looks like that in a lot of the areas um and it just is a really cool container, you know. And so uh, I, we were having that idea already. So, yeah, we'll have to get you up here for that, my man. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm there, man. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, it's awesome. You got to take a boat to go over and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, I'm always bummed when we leave. We just went. Uh, we go two weeks every summer. And um, it's just so fun, man. Like, it, the, my creativity was off the charts there. I mean, we were just – it was cool, mm. like, you know, hanging with her every day, too. We're doing podcasts. We, she's doing coaching calls. I'm doing coaching calls we're writing instagram posts together it was just so much fun you know just getting to really vibe out like that it was cool so yeah it's fun dude that, that's that's so awesome man and isn't it isn't it amazing how um how travel and, and like being in in a very beautiful place can inspire you mm. to do a lot of cool work yeah. you know yeah you know Something that I just like popped into my head uh, when you mentioned that is like, oh, duh, that's why I love traveling so much because it keeps me, I'm chasing the inspiration, you know, um, and, you know, the inspiration always starts from within, but, you know, the new places, right, and new people and new experiences, you know, I love music festivals, too. We actually shared uh, a funny fact that we both went to Oregon Eclipse, which anytime I meet anyone who went to that festival, we're immediately family. Um, and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be going to Patagonia, but I don't know what the looks of things right now. But um, 
But, you know, that's that's why I love music festivals, you know, and that's why I'll go to like five or six a year, you know, before I found like the coaching circle and everything like this is because um, it's just a container for people to be what human beings are really meant to be, which is just creative, inspirational beings, you know. Um, and I know you mentioned uh, your, you know, obviously, you know, you love music festivals for that same reason. What's been your favorite memory of any music festival you've ever gone to? Oh man! Uh, <laughs> Hitting you with the hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I went to the the same people who put on Organ Eclipse. I believe they put on Symbiosis the yep. year before. Um, so then Symbiosis, and uh, I go with um, some buddies, and one of my good buddies had broken his leg, so he's in a wheelchair, mm. um, and we, we, um, we had done some acid this day and <laughs> those are always the best days. <laughs> I'm assuming that's cool to say. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Anything goes on here. Anything goes. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Um, yeah. So, um, but you know, we had done it like earlier in the day. So, um, this, the sun is setting and, um, and, we, oh, I'm, I'm pushing him along the road in this wheelchair and I start running and the sun is setting and it's just like this epic scene and we, we're just like, oh my God. And we feel like we're flying, you know, and like, <laughs> we're like, dude. And he's like, dude, we're going so fast. And I was like, I know. And then we look over to our side and there's these two girls and they're walking as fast as us. Like <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't going fast at all, but oh it just felt God. like it, it felt so epic and free for that moment. And then we just had a, like a really hard laugh that like, Oh shit, we're like barely even going faster than walking. Actually, <laughs> That is amazing, dude. You know, it's funny too, how, uh, at festivals, especially when you're in that state of mind, especially with LSD. Um, I've noticed that myself, the weirdest things happen, you know? And, um, like one of the weirdest things that I've ever had happen to me was, uh, we were at electric forest and, uh, same thing. We had, you know, taken some acid and, uh, it was a little stronger than we thought it was going to be. And, uh, so we, we, we bounced off trees for a little while and decided, you know what, we should go back to camp and regroup, you know, just like start fresh, you know, and just like, you know, get our bearings, uh, together. So we go back to camp and, um, have you been to electric forest before? I haven't. Okay. So, I mean, there's certain festivals that do it this way, certain ones that don't, but our cars are parked right next to the tents, which is awesome. Um, I love it that way. Dragging your shit right, through mud right. is just no fun. Um, so yeah. our car, yeah, like our car is right next to our tent. And, um, so we have a big gazebo set up, like a big one with a screen, you know, and everything. And, you know, we're all hooked up. And, uh, so some, we're, we're sitting there and we're just starting to come back to like real life. Like, okay, cool. Like, okay, this is the ground. That's the sky. Okay. Like, you're so-and-so. I'm so-and-so. All right, cool. We're good. Like we're get we got this. And, um, but we're still pretty out there. And, um, this kid walks by and he's like, he's like, Hey, uh, that's cool. You're from Massachusetts. Like me too. Where from? And I'm like, Oh, Weymouth. And he's like, Oh, me too. And I'm like, what part of Weymouth? He's like North Weymouth. I'm like, that's, that's the part of Weymouth and Weymouth's a small town. And I'm like, that's the part of Weymouth I live in. And he, and I'm like, and I'm like, do you live near the beach? He's like, yeah, right near the beach on, on North street. And I'm like, 
okay, that's my street. And like then like I started getting because this is the middle of Michigan, right? I'm starting to get really like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> was this set up like you know? And uh, long story short, he lives like seven houses down from me. Never met him in my life before, and now I see him everywhere when I go to shows. Um, and it's just it's so weird, man. Just the weirdest things. Just like, how does that happen? That is- that is crazy. Wow. Yeah, dude. That, yeah. It, it is interesting how like things like that will always happen at these events. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and like with psychedelics specifically, like I had a buddy. This is probably like the weirdest story I've ever heard. Um, and uh, this is actually funny. We're talking about this because I'm starting a new podcast, which I'll tell you about off the air that um, that you'll enjoy um, considering we have a lot of stories like this. But um, my buddy went to Guatemala earlier this year. And, um, you know, while he was down there, he stayed at this place. It was beautiful. It was overlooking a big lake and a volcano, very private, you know, um, but like, you know, really nice. And so him and his girlfriend are staying there and, you know, they decide to imbibe on some local stuff or whatever. And so they're, they're pretty far out, you know, and, uh, they, they were listening to desert dwellers all day. Right. And, um, if you, I don't know if you're aware of desert dwellers, but really cool, like, trippy like awesome yeah. music right and so they're vibing right. out to them all day and they're not really like that big of a band you know they're not mainstream or anything like that right so um you know the whatever and so like they're they're coming down from this experience and my buddy danny's looking around and he's like wow man this is such an amazing day and he's like looking around. he's a very artistic person too um and he's like looking at some of the pictures that are in this place they're staying and he's like, man, that's a cool picture. And he goes over and he picks it up. It's like in a picture frame. And he feels the back has some squishiness to it. And he's like, what the hell? And he turns it around and he notices like the back, there's something in there, right? And he's like, like nothing big, but like a piece of paper or something. And he's like, what the hell is that? So he like undoes the clips, takes the back off the picture and he finds this card. He's like, what the hell is that? He turns it over and it's a holographic card that says Desert Dwellers on <laughs> it. <laughs> and he's just like what the fuck like and uh yeah so that's the weirdest story i've heard about you know <laughs> but that shit happens you know and that happens dude that was so crazy wow. yeah man it's you know it's so funny man and you know i think what we're really thinking what we're really talking about here is is in one way or another slipping into the flow right like slipping into those moments where just time doesn't exist and you're just really in a present moment awareness state um and it's funny because, you know, one of my favorite memories from Colorado was when Brian Muka and I got to watch Eubin Brooks having a spontaneous flow movement session in the yard after our group medicine journey. Um, so I'm curious, you know, what does flow and being in the flow mean to you? And what are some tips you could give someone listening as to, ho- as to go about um, how to go about slipping into the flow? Yeah, um... Man, so much there. (laughs) (laughs) I laid a lot on. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, yeah. uh, Being in the flow to me is where um, you're almost an observer of yourself doing the thing. It's like you you are controlling what's going on, but you're also surrendering to what's going on at the same time. And, you know, this relates to a lot about what we were talking about having discipline, but then being able to, to yield to life at the same time, you know, it's, I, I think it's essentially the same concept. Um, and it's the concept that I've been coming back to over and over again, especially for this last year is, uh, 
is how can I like really direct where I'm going and manifest where I'm going, but also just surrender to wherever life wants to take me. And when you, when you look at that concept, um, in movement, um, it's, it's, it's something that I, that, that we all intuitively have within ourselves. And it's like I said earlier, like, it doesn't matter how advanced you are in something, um, all the time, you know, obviously like the more competent you are with something, then the easier it is to access these higher levels of flow. Mm. But sometimes it's just simply like getting into a state where you drop like everything that you, everything that you think you know is true and you're just there in the moment and you can, like I said, direct what's going on, direct the movement, but also, you know, be like, uh, uh, be like a passenger on the ride. Mm. Hey, I'm directing this, but also where am I going with this? You know? And when you can get to those, those states, like they're very playful and it, and it just, it, it's very, um, yeah, it's just very real. And, and it's, it's something to be cherished. I, I, I believe. Yeah. You know, and, one of the things I've noticed about watching like grownups, right, or like, you know, grown adults in the flow is that they really mimic like what kids are doing, right? And like when I was watching mm-hmm. you and Brooks, it was amazing, man, because I could see you guys as children in adult bodies just <laughs> having a fucking blast and just like time not existing, just completely present. Um, and it was it was beautiful, man. Like, you know, and that movement workshop that you guys did, um, still one of the coolest things I've ever got to do. And, um, you know, and then, and then seeing like just what you do online, um, it's just, it's so inspirational, man. And literally I'm having that, you know, that moment right now, uh, in the present day where I'm getting more into like flow, you know, and just animal flow and steel mace and all that stuff from traditional heavier weightlifting and, you know, nothing against heavy weightlifting. I still, I still love it, but it's just, you know, I'm like watching you guys move and I'm like, I want to move like that, you know, like deadlifting. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Compound movements, whatever. But, um, like I want to be able to move, like I want to be able to go run up a tree and jump into the branches and just hang and like, you know, hang by my feet. You know, I want to be able to do that kind of stuff. And speaking of what I would call, you know, primal movements, um, a subject I'm super excited to chat with you about is the primal athlete. Can you share with the listeners what that is and how you went about creating it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just to jam on what you said really quick, like Mm. I I just having this conversation, I see the connection between everything we're talking about of the the meditation, (laughs) the cold water, the psychedelics, the finding flow and movement. It's it's all things that we're all tapping in to uh, to being with our authentic selves essentially mm-hmm. and, and stripping away that ego and that the person that we think that we are. Yeah. Um, and there's different tools to get there, you know? And, and I think that we, you know, in this, this, this movement, this lifestyle culture, um, this, this coaching culture, like we're all just like open to finding new, new techniques there. And it's really cool to see, you know, it's so cool to see just like, all these different modalities of essentially like just, you know, I, I was, I was actually just listening to Ram Dass and he was talking about, um, you know, finding the tools to get you there, whether it's 
whether it's the special meditation that the guru taught you or whether it's the your your uh, your partner, your loved one or whether it's LSD, but don't get attached to the tool. You know, just recognize that you're getting to your true self. And I I, I just really I love that concept. Yeah. That's that's beautiful, you know, and I really love that because you know, it's easy, especially with like the rise in psychedelic, you know, popularity right now too, for people to get stuck in that kind of matrix of like, oh, I need these to access that. And it's like, no, it's simply a tool showing you what you're supposed to be. Right. And, um, mm. and, and that's kind of been my North star. Take out the kind of that has been my North star in terms of now, like, okay, like, especially in Colorado, I was there the whole time, you know, and, and there was mm. much of that time where we were, you know, just hanging out and I was able to really embody that flow. And um, ever since I got into doing highly optimized and coaching, I'll be honest, you know, it's been one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life, but it's also simultaneously been the most fun I've ever had in my life, hands down. So Mm. it's funny that those two things can, you know, interact together and and be as one. Um, And you can and you can really be able to find a way to tap into that authentic self and be able to bring that forth in every moment of your life. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh man, that's so cool, and I and I really believe that the scary things um, usually turn into the best things and the most fun, like you said, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, taking taking risks becomes easier when you see that the risks really lead to the rewarding stuff. <laughs> yep, you know um, <laughs> what was uh, what was Terrence McKenna's quote? I'll probably butcher it, but it ended with something like, "You know, the dance of life is about." you know, uh, basically fearing the cliff, uh, your whole life. And then finally jumping off and realizing that you land in a feather bed, you know, or something like that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, oh, it was dude. perfect, man. Terrence had a way with words, man. That guy was special, you know? <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah. That is, that is so good. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So let me get back to primal athlete. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So the, the primal athlete is, um, essentially, a program that that we take people through that is uh, encompassing a wide variety of of skills that involve uh, movement and personal development. Um, so we're doing things like training on the gymnastics rings, you know, a nice minimalistic type tool, learning to handstand, doing um, primal animalistic movement. You know, and really like trying to um, fully encompass like what a what a a good mover what a good mover can be. You know, a good mover has a lot of variability and can do a lot of different things, right? Um, and to accompany that, we're doing all the self development uh, tasks that that we know and love, right? So mm-hmm. the journaling, the vision, the vision casting. Um, the cold water, you know, like, because truly what I've seen over the years is your physical representation of yourself is so interconnected with your emotional state, your mental state, um, that to only train one aspect really just leaves us, leaves us short of what we could be uh, fully embodying, Hmm. you know, and, um, when we approach like the emotional state 
and the physical state together, people make these huge transformations. You know, you've seen it. I've seen it. And it's, it's just so encouraging just to keep on putting this, this information out there and to, to try to keep guiding um, anybody that wants to take that journey. Yeah, man. It's, you know, it's so amazing when you can slip into that flow like we talked about and create something that comes directly from the heart because when you do it directly is able to you know impact people on such a deeper level and just looking at the program i can't wait to start it myself but just looking at it i can already tell i'm like dude this is exactly what i've been looking for you know as soon as i saw you do that handstand on the deck that day i was like man I want to do a damn handstand, you know, and uh, I used to be able to handstand like crazy when I was a kid, you know, and then I've got too interested in doing pull-ups and other stuff. But, you know, again, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just about, for me anyway, it's just about being able to move my body in any way, shape or form. You know, that's what, um, that's again, like, you know, what being mobile is all about and being young is all about. And, um, you know, it's funny because we see this like obsession with being young these days. Um, this is kind of like a weird tangent, but I'm going to go there anyway. Um, we see this like <laughs> obsession with being young these days, right? Like people getting Botox and all these things. And, you know, I'm curious. I have no idea, you know, what this is. Um, this just came to me. I'm curious if part of that is just because people can't move as well. So they're like, they're kind of like making up for it in other areas, right? They're like, well, I can't move for shit. But you know what? If my lips look plump, then people will think I'm, you know, 22 again, you know, and uh, that was just something that randomly came to me. I figured I'd mention it. No, know, dude, but... I, I think I think you're spot on, and uh, and I think it's it's like our whole culture is is um, you know put the cart in front of the horse type of mm, thing of yeah. like we're reverse engineering, you know, and that, that's essentially what bodybuilding is is like like you're building a a, a like a really good looking car that has no engine, you know, mm-hmm. and it's and it's. I have nothing against bodybuilding. I actually think it's super cool. Um, but you know, if you approach it in the wrong way, I think it's pretty detrimental to a lot of people's health, you know? Um, so yeah, it's like, it's like we're focused on these physical forms. Um, and it's almost like we're focused on the, the outcome and like the, the, the position rather than the movement that takes place to to get into that position you know or to get to that outcome Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i couldn't agree more you know and you said it perfectly like they're you know when people do that they're again what a lot of people don't get and and this is something that i didn't get for a long time is that if you truly you know do the things that your soul wants you to do you know the things that feel right to you you're going to look younger. You're going to feel younger because you're going to be carrying less around. Like you were talking about in the beginning, like I forget the analogy you used, but, um, you know, like carrying around a weighted backpack, you know, and then one day you finally look in there and you're like, what the hell's in here? Cinder blocks? Like, ugh, like why am I carrying around cinder blocks, you know? And, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's very interesting. And, you know, talking about cinder blocks and the challenges of life, right? You know, throughout our lives, especially in the world of being an entrepreneur, as both of us know, um, we will inevitably be, inevitably face periods of challenge or dark nights of the soul. What have been some of your biggest dark nights and how did you find the strength to move through them? Yeah, I, you know, after, um, after I got done playing sports in college, I, 
you know, now when I look back into it, it's clear to see that I just, just had no direction and um, this thing that I was identifying with being like a, a college basketball player just abruptly ended. And now what do I do? You know? And um, I think all of my, my uh, call it what you want, childhood traumas or uh, insecurities, those suddenly rushed in. And the only thing that I knew how to do was just push them away through uh, lots of drinking, lots mm-hmm. of nights, <laughs> just spent, you know, in, in all in good fun, you know, Oh, I'm in college. This is what we do. You know, we drink four nights a week and we black out drunk and everything. But, mm-hmm. um, like looking back to it, I'm like, wow, those were dark times. You know, I was pushing <laughs> yeah. a lot away and, uh, and I'm very fortunate that I just happened to, get into you watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, you know, like Elliot Hulse was a big one for me that I watched back in the day. Um, and I would just, I would be waiting on his videos, you know, and, and he just really inspired me and really got me in touch with that deep, this deep thing inside of me that knew that I could do something that I could do something great, you know? And, um, I think that's what it takes. It takes someone giving you, giving you permission to say, Hey, like those feelings that you have, that little fire in your belly, that passion for life, you can turn that into something, you know? And, um, I'm happy that I decided to take that ride and I started valuing my health and, and physical practice much more than going out with buddies and that slowly drifted away, you know? Yeah. And, and I got myself to where I am now, but yeah, it, 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 it's a journey. And I, like you said, I know that everyone goes through that in some form or another. And I think that there's guides that are put you that are put there to help you along and, and kind of ease that process. Mm. Yeah, man. And, you know, I think a subject we've kind of been dancing around here too, <clears throat> you know, in regards to when we were talking about before, like the, the go, go, go of many people, um, and the inability to get into the flow and the over analyzing of things, right. Is the subject of masculinity and femininity, right. And, you know, specifically masculinity and the story surrounding the subject was yet another subject talked about heavily in Colorado. One of the things I found working with men myself as a men's coach is that so many men have trouble expressing emotion for fear of it seeming quote unquote weak, right? Have you noticed this in working with men as well? And if so, what are some tips you may be able to give some men listening who may feel that way right now? Absolutely. And this was an issue for me for so long is, is, is I, like I mentioned, I just, I pushed, pushed emotion away, just pushed Mm -hmm. it away. And when you don't really feel that and you don't process that emotion, then what is kind of counterintuitive is you, because you're not embodying that, that feminine aspect, you can't fully embody that masculine um, part of you either. So you're kind of like in this in between stage where you're overcompensating to try to be a man and people can tell, you know, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and that, that was me for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, I already mentioned one, one thing that really helped me and that was dance. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it just, just learning to be uncomfortable 
with myself, um, maybe looking foolish, you know, and that was an easy way for me because I'm a very physical person to express emotion through my body's movements, even though it was uncomfortable. Like, it's not like I had to go up to someone and start crying and like express motion like that. It was just simply, yo, I'm going to go to this ecstatic dance or I'm going to like, like, uh, dance at a wedding or whatever it is. Um, and the more that you do it, it's just a muscle that gets strained and you'll be like a cold plunge. You get more comfortable with the uncomfortable essentially. Um, and yeah, that, that really, really helped me, uh, get in touch with the sensations in my body, get in touch with my emotional side. And, and now, you know, I can cry in front of men and, (laughs) and I can go deeper now, but I truly believe that it was that that helped me get there. Yeah, man. You know, I love that. And the reason I brought that up is because, you know, I really feel like the container that was held in Colorado was so special. And for those listening, you know, I'm sure you've heard it in the other episodes I filmed, but you know, Josh and I were part of an amazing men's retreat in Colorado in which we really were able to bring out the mature masculine and, and see just what is possible when men are, you know, willing to go into the darkness, right. And are willing to express that darkness and talk about it. Right. And what's on the other side of that, like the everything and anything you've ever wanted, right. Happiness, fulfillment, being a better father, husband, brother, friend, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many things and I, and I really feel like, you know, right now we're moving into an age of femininity, right? With the age of Aquarius. And so, you know, I'm just so thankful to be a part of this group and this movement because I truly feel like the men that do embody this are going to shape, you know, the future for, you know, especially for the women as well that, you know, are, are looking for us to show up in that way, you know, and are looking for us to be able to be in touch with our emotions so that we can, again, be better father, husbands, brothers, friends, you know, et cetera. Um, so, you know, on the subject of us, you know, accomplishing things, um, and, and looking and going through these dark nights and, uh, you know, facing these challenges head on. Um, one of the other subjects I feel like that is not discussed nearly enough is uh, the subject of wins, right? The things that we accomplish. And, you know, it's, again, very masculine. Like, I know I've been stuck in this before to be like, okay, cool, hit that goal. What's the next goal? And like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I tune into the accomplishment for all of three minutes before I'm like, okay, what's next? <laughs> um, you know, and so I'm curious, what has your biggest win been in the past 12 months? And what is your main goal for the next 12 months? Hmm. Well, uh, my biggest win, um, business wise has been, uh, has been launching the primal athlete, the small group training that I was describing earlier. Um, because that's essentially, that's essentially been what, my, what my life work has, has progressed into. Um, I've been doing the YouTube channel for a long time. We have you know, something like 325,000 subscribers on there. And wow, dude. that, that, that essentially, you know, even though that's like, wow, that's incredible. It, it, 
become easy for me where my, uh, <laughs> like the easy thing for me to do in a week is to be like, Oh, let me, I'm going to work on a YouTube video. I'm going to get an idea. And I really enjoy it, but that is the easy thing. And to, to get out something that is, uh, taking people in and really showing them like the interconnectedness and the inner workings of, of how you can change like who you are that has been um, a dream of mine for a long time. So to be able to launch that and for that to be successful, um, that's the biggest win for sure. That's awesome, man. What would you say your main yeah. goal for the next 12 months is? Ooh, main goal for the next 12 months. Um, <laughs> I'm like a little bit, <laughs> I'm like a little bit scared if I want to voice it, uh, <laughs> because damn it, I gotta do it. Yep. No, um, I, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited for this and I, and I know it's going to happen, but like, I love what, what you're doing right now. Just, just having conversations and, and, uh, I have a big enough platform now that people, um, that people will be very open and, and want to learn more. So I want to, um, start some form of a podcast and yeah. to be able to share, uh, more of what's behind everything that we're doing. I think a conversation like this is that, well, I know this is what inspired me to be where I am now. And I want to pass that on. And I think this is really where the, the juice is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we share that in common too. Um, the first thing that really sparked my, you know, I'd always been into like exercise and stuff, but really sparked my, like my evolution into who I am today was Aubrey Marcus, you know? And, um, mm. it was funny because, um, you know, I'd always had this kind of like, like goal, I guess it's a kind of a silly goal, but it was just like a, it was just like a, a, a bullseye to throw out there somewhere. Right. Which was like, I want to get into Aubrey circle. Right. And it was funny because, uh, when I was in Virginia, we were hanging out, you know, and Leo was there, you know, and, uh, he asked a question, which was, what was a goal that you reached that you weren't aware you reached until you just became aware of it, like in the moment. And I looked around and I was like, holy shit. I made it like I was like, this is like, you know, because he's like one of Aubrey's right hand men. It was just funny, you know, uh, so I, I definitely agree, man. Like these are the conversations. Uh, and that's what part of the main reason I started Highly Optimized was because I know how powerful podcasts have been for me. You know, I love reading, but I just don't have the time to do it with how fast like and how many things I got going on. But I always have time to be in the car and listen to audiobooks or listen to podcasts. And so I do it that way. And yeah, it's been it's really been the make or break for me. And it's it's made me so. Yeah. That is so cool, man. Yeah, I, that <laughs> I love hearing that story. Um, and yeah, I, I myself had a similar experience with with Mike Bledsoe. You know, like I, mm. I he was one of the people that really took me on the path of where I am now because I listened to Barbell Shrugged, mm -hmm. and then when I saw Mike getting into more of this like self development stuff, I was steering that way already as well. And then I started listening to like what he had to say about everything. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this guy it like, yeah, I, I want to keep on, you know, just following him and, and seeing what, what he's doing. And, and, and now me and Mike are good buddies, you know, and, uh, and it feels, <laughs> it feels like awesome for that to come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's definitely another one for me too. Um, 
you know, just being in Colorado and being like pinching myself, like, is this fucking happening? You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> just so cool, man. And, uh, yeah, he's actually, um, I'm, I'm booking him out pretty soon to get on here and uh, I can't wait for that conversation, man. I, uh, I wrote our, oh, yeah, dude. I, he, al- he always pushes the envelope a little bit. Like, you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. yeah dude. Okay. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> you know, I'm a huge Paul check fan. Like he's like probably like my ultimate mm-hmm. mentor. Um, like, you know, just, I mean, Aubrey started it, but then I fastly got into check and, um, did HLC one last year. Um, and met Grant Thomas there and met Doug Pillar there. And, you know, just, oh, it's, cool. it's so cool. Um, you know, and got to meet check too, and got to give him some of my homegrown, uh, which was an amazing moment. And, uh, <laughs> one of the teachers, uh, you know, Nicole, she just, I mean, didn't even, I didn't even know she knew what I was doing, but she happened, she managed to get a picture of me handing it to him and him taking it. And it was like, she was like, I got it for you. And I was like, what? She's like, check this out. And I was like, oh my God. And it was just like another one of those moments where I was like, "Uh, I'm not, I'm not freaking out, (laughs) you know? And uh, yeah, man, it was really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Those moments, man. That's so awesome, man. I'm a huge fan of Paul Check as well. That's uh, dude. Yeah. It's cool, dude. And you know, honestly, Bledsoe actually told me this. He was like, anybody worth learning from, um, you can actually, they should be able to spend time with you. You know what I mean? Like you want to learn from somebody and and pick up their aura and their energy and be around them. And um, when you start thinking that way, it's like, oh yeah, like everyone's accessible if if you know how to get there, you know? Mm -hmm. And if they aren't, then yeah, maybe they're actually not worth learning from, you know? Yep. That is an amazing piece of advice. Um, and I love that because (laughs) it's, it's true. Like, you know, if you want to go meet check, like go to HLC, you know, or like, you know, go seek him out. I mean, he's, you know, I actually, um, so for my headaches, uh, you know, I've actually toyed with the idea of like, you know what? Fuck it. Do I just like fly to San Diego and just pay his hourly rate and just be like, you know what, dude, if anyone's going to figure it out, it's going to be check, you know, (laughs) and just be done with it once and for all. Um, yeah beginning to lean to that direction uh just because i'm like eh, screw it you know it'd be a cool opportunity to um you know potentially podcast the whole thing too and be like hey could we podcast this session you know so i've definitely i toyed with that idea as well so i love that that's really cool i mean that's uh, essentially what mike salini did i believe so um <laughs> yeah actually that's <laughs> yeah, very true <laughs> that is very true yeah, yeah man dude josh this has been an absolute blast and a great adventure getting to talk with you and hear more about your journey. Um, where can people go to learn more about you and connect with you? Oh, thanks Ryan. Um, best place to go is to go into the YouTube, uh, go into the YouTubes and search strength side. And, um, that's where the majority of our content is and, uh, find a video that might look interesting to you and see if you vibe with it. Awesome, man. And if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Josh Hash suggest that change be? <laughs> Ask for more changes. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. He broke the system. <laughs> <laughs> um, get, a, get a journal and every single morning, write down how you're feeling. Write down what's on your mind. And... This is an awesome way to truly get to know yourself. You know, we talked a lot about today about that identity that you're attached to and, and essentially it's the role that you're playing. And when you write down um, 
you write down how you're feeling every single day, you'll start to kind of, uh, you'll start to get past um, that superficial layer and you'll start to see your real self there and you'll say, oh, wow, I think I'm actually really interested in this or like, I like this, but I don't like this. And it's just a really good way to get clear on what's in your heart. And then when you can start matching that up with what's in your mind and then align those into taking action, you'll be really grooving. But it all starts with just writing it down and, and learning about yourself. I second that for sure. Um, journaling in the morning <laughs> has been one of the biggest game changers, you know, and just, you know, yep. t- like looking at trends, like, okay, well, when I have those things in my mind, uh, I feel this way. And when I have, when I wake up feeling good, oh, and when I wake up feeling good, I went to bed earlier. Okay. So maybe I need to go to bed <laughs> earlier, you know, and, uh, yeah, man, you really get to know yourself in a great way. And yeah, I love that. Guys, from the first moment I met Josh and saw him move, I was hooked. His way of effortlessly moving through movement patterns is a symbolism for the attitude he takes in life, and to say it shows in each facet of his life would be an understatement. Guys, I think it's safe to say that each person listening to this right now has something going on in their body, affecting mobility, and if you are dedicated to getting the most out of your experience in this 3D reality, then don't waste another second in contacting Josh and discovering all the amazing ways he can make you feel young, mobile, and strong. Josh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And until next time, brother, journey well, be well, much love. Namaste to you. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuildersweathazontheend.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build-out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom-branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, and book your complimentary call today. 
I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show and I'm wishing you the best day ever.